0: Unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome everyone to the Tory Sess Show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is March 22nd, 2019, and it is Fire Friday. We have had a really odd and quick-paced news cycle. This whole past week uh, from the radical left, uh, it's just been a pretty wild ride. And, uh, you know, real news has been buried in there somewhere. And so I thought today, Friday, which is pretty exciting... Because we have the tax haven Caribbean, uh, everyone from in the Bahamas, Dominican Republic, and the most abused of all, the Haitians, meeting with President Trump today in mar lago It would be very interesting to see what will be discussed today among them and what will come of that. But... Uh, I'd like to tell you guys this college gate. Remember when I I talked about it a week and then some ago, I said that this was uh, pretty much benign, even though it was huge. It was pretty much benign because it was going to expose a deeply embedded circle. Now, a lot of you who follow my work or uh, are, you know, listeners, uh, not only here on Red State, but other shows, even... um, mainstream media ones that I've uh, come on and know that I dig. I literally put out FOIA requests. And so yesterday I received two back. One for something super explosive and I'm surprised nobody else asked for it. And another one that I've been working on since May of 2018 after there was a sudden resignation of a very big player within the deep state that is private, is a civilian. Well, I'm currently formulating this article because you're going to see how CollegeGate circles back to the Obama administration. Yes, it does. And it's a very long, um, I would say it's a very intricate relationship and goes way back. And so I'm putting that together in the simplest way, just showing you the key players that are important and I will be putting that out. It's pretty insane because the only thing it does is reinforces what we already know to be true. And that is... This fourth unelected branch of government, this deep state, these elitists, as one may say, are so well connected that they have been able to for decades, decades, we're talking pre-Jimmy Carter, we're talking, you know, we're talking early 1900s, have provided us this illusion of a free nation, this illusion of equal opportunity, this illusion of a rhetoric that progressive individuals would love to embrace but really doesn't exist. And after I receive this information and while I'm going through it and it's throwing me down other rabbit holes, but I'm going to stick to GAO and facts and the information that I received, it is horrible. That collusion, that crazy word they've been throwing around for the past two years is actually something that they've created. I mean, what is collusion? It's conspiring, right? Conspiring, working together. They have been conspiring and working together globally against the people. Against every man, woman, and child on this planet, they have been conspiring. Not only to remove our rights to liberty, but to even remove our rights to exist as free persons. A week ago, I introduced the concept of an issue of population growth. And I even put out a tweet a couple days ago indicating some very alarming rates that I've seen. And being an 80s child and uh, being of the age where, you know, it's kind of like, do we want to have kids right now again? I mean, I I was lucky to have kids because there's so many in my age group that, you know, did the thing where, oh, I'm going to get a career and then have children are finding it that they can't. They literally can't. And you have to wonder why. You have to wonder why we have such a spike in cancer rates in the past three decades. Why our population growth or reproduction has dropped to 0.6%. That is a huge... That is the lowest ever in our recorded history as a nation. And this goes for U.S. citizens, right? We're not talking about illegal immigrants, or the refugees. We're talking about the actual citizens. And when you look at it on a global scale and take statistics from countries like Sweden, the Netherlands, France, for example, their population rate for actual French citizens, French citizens, right, French, is 0.27. So they're growing At a far less rate than they're dying. But when you see their migrants. Their reproduction and growth rate. Is at a staggering 2.7%. So just to make it like easy. For every person that dies. Half a person is born. For the less than a quarter of a person is born. So you need. Four people to die before one human is procreated in France. Whereas if they're migrants, for every one person that dies, 2.7 people are born. Uh, I I want to stress this to you guys um, because this is part of a global epidemic. And I tried to compare it with restrictive China, right? China has, you know, close to one and a half billion people in body count people we have 380 million that means we have more than three times well no almost three times less humans right than the chinese right uh and a little bit more so we have a population size that's three times less than them and our population growth is exactly the same even though they have a law restricting two children per couple which they don't even do. This is important that I, that I stress this to people to understand this. It's, it's something that is plaguing us. Those that raised my generation... Promoted this independent woman, career woman thing. And, you know, I was shamed for having children young. I mean, I was already educated. I had a job at the age of 21. I, I was set. I didn't want to get married. I waited. I said, you know, father's there. I'm, I'm fine with it. But I, you know, I didn't have an abortion. I, I kept the child. And luckily I did. And luckily, you know, five years later, I had another one. I'm lucky. Because like many that are my age, you know, in their late 30s, early 40s, now they're looking to have children and they can't. They can't. Biologically, women are unable to have children because of hormonal imbalances. It's not so much... Uh, you know, maybe previous abortions and scarring. It's actual hormonal imbalances. Now one might say, well, you know, that's kind of a culture thing. Is it though? Because even if it was a cultural aspect, right? It wouldn't impact the growth rate so much. So I think it's important we just, like I always say, step on the moon and look down and look at all the moving pieces. You know, this is one layer of issue that is not just plaguing our nation, but plaguing the globe in general. So why would there be a necessity to condition us to not want children because we're seeing this being pushed out, right? So the radical left is reinforcing the notion of not having children. They're double-downing on abortions. They're double-downing on infanticide. They're increasing the chances of assisted death. But I'm going to tell you something that is pretty incredible that came to my attention in the state of Oregon. It was the most alarming thing I've ever seen to date. And I am surprised that, you know, with all these distractions, and I'm pretty sure, and I'm going to say this, that this George Conway, Kellyanne Conway, President Trump, McCain, re Hashes and everything is a distraction by our administration, uh, maybe warranted, you know, maybe planned or not. Because what I'm going to tell you today is actual news that no one is talking about that will make your hair stand on end. And this is coming from the state of Oregon, which is keep Portland weird. We love everyone. We use crazy pronouns. We resettle tons of refugees. We're all about love. And, you know, I lived in Portland. I love the city because it had so much to do. I mean, living in in, in North Dakota now, I'm like, you know, because I'm a city rat, right? I'm just like, there's really nothing to do here. It's like nothing I mean unless you go out hunting shooting four-wheeling mudding snowman skiing you know ice fishing but there's no like theater no concerts every week no great smoothie places because I totally love those smoothie places Um, but this I literally saw it and uh, last night I, I was reading the bill and it made me sick to my stomach. I was ecstatic about the FOIA request that I got. I was plowing through and I was like, oh my gosh, if only people knew how to ask for information and report on it. And then this crossed my path. And I thought, what is going on here? Why is no one talking about the most nefarious thing that was just passed as a bill by the state of Oregon now before i tell tell you the bill and what it entails i want you to just take a minute because sometimes when we see something that's so real and so nefarious and so anti-american you know, and and we see something that says the, what is going on in this world. We feel helpless. So when I'm talking about this population thing, I think it has to do with whatever trend it is, and we don't seem to understand it that's going on globally. Now we've heard of these uh, assisted suicide uh, laws, and you know what? Having a father that passed away actually. Um, in a couple days is um, in memory of my father who passed away from cancer in 2007. I would say, you know, if he was to suffer, which he didn't, he was so lucky. Uh, It was very swift uh, for him. Uh, You know, if you were to have a cancer like lung cancer where you're struggling to barely breathe, where you're in pain all the time, As a human being, I believe that you should have your own right to do whatever you want with your own life. I mean, I wouldn't do it. The earthly sufferings, I believe, and the earthly errors we make and the pain we feel is something that reminds us that we are alive. So I would never do it. But I can understand why someone would. Because... When a loved one passes away from a disease that is withering them away, causing them pain, discomfort, they can't eat and they're hungry. They can't drink, but they're thirsty. They want to breathe or laugh or smile and they can't because it hurts. Uh, You know, as not the individual suffering, but watching them, you can only hope that their death is swift and painless, right? I think those are the lucky ones. Because when my father passed away, he was like, all right, I'm leaving the hospital. Let's go get me an orange juice. And then in like five minutes, he just went. So he was lucky. So how would you feel if it was legal for someone who suffers from dementia? And imagine having dementia or Alzheimer's, guys. Imagine... Sitting in a chair and feeling confused like you know, it, it, it's kind of like how I imagine it because I don't have it, but how it would be is people that suffer from dementia or Alzheimer's are probably like if you're sleepwalking. Could you imagine if you're like in you go to bed, you know you went to bed, you were watching something on YouTube, you fell asleep, and then you wake up and you're at a shopping cart in Walmart putting food in your cart but you don't remember how you got there right and then while you're at the supermarket when the last thing you remember was that you were tucked snug in your bed right you don't even remember what year it is and you're just like wait a minute okay I'm in a Walmart because I see the sign I know what a Walmart is but what city state and oh my gosh what day is it what time is it the last thing I remember is this this is this is exactly how people with dementia and Alzheimer's feel because uh there's a you know obviously there's a collection and I'm going to go into the science of it collection of tau proteins that disrupt the signaling between brain cells so people cannot recall memories or information and sometimes they get rerouted to different pathways This, you know, we don't know how memory works and we don't know how we thought, you know, how we think, what the process of thinking is, but we have a good idea of where they're located in the brain. We just don't know how it works. But we do know is that if you have an increase in copper deposits, right, metals, heavy metals, hence the autism linked to mercury, aluminum, et cetera, right, um, it stalls your ability to complete a thought process and you may have gaps in memory may have complete blackouts so could you imagine being that person where you fell asleep and then you're in a supermarket and you don't know which state you are in because there's walmarts all over the world so that's one of the most scariest i would say diseases that exist uh you know For someone to have. For me, that would be my nightmare. To have dementia or Alzheimer's. Only because I have no control over my thoughts. Over how I feel. Over who I see. How I think. I won't be able to recognize my children. You know, all that stuff. So imagine now. If your state has just made it legal to torture someone who has dementia and Alzheimer's. And this isn't an overstatement, guys. This is real, actual fact. So basically, I just want you guys to know that there is a bill, House Bill 4135. On Tuesday, it passed the House 17 to 12 in Oregon. And in the House two weeks ago, um, the Senate passed it, 17 to 12, just this Tuesday. And two weeks ago, it passed the House of Oregon, 35 to 25. Basically, this bill is a monstrosity. If you don't believe that evil exists, if you believe that anyone saying that evil exists is wearing a tinfoil hat, then you need to turn off the radio right now or wherever you're listening to me from. Because this bill has just given the ability to caregivers to remove access of food and water to patients that are vulnerable and suffer from diseases like Alzheimer's and dementia. Could you imagine that? Why would any, any person elected into office, any person elected into office support anything remotely close to this? The Oregon Right to Life director said that the bill um, to vulnerable Oregonians, uh, you know, people of Oregon. So this happens in Oregon. So if you are someone that has dementia, say you're someone that is sick, that is dependent on someone else. The law has given them the right to disallow you from having water or food, and it explicitly states it in the bill. The bill is House Bill 4135. Look it up. This is the most disgusting thing I've ever... And you know, back in 1993, Oregon was the first one to implement advanced directives. And I I know this is going to make your skin crawl because it makes mine stand up. How many of you that are over the age of 65 listening to me right now, have gotten that call from your insurance company, have gotten that call from your doctor's office. Hey, do you have an advanced directive in place? So they did this. You know, that way, people who are ill or know they're going to be ill or at the beginning stages of dementia or may have dementia or may have whatever... Um, disease that may incapacitate them have already predetermined who they will appoint to make decisions for them. Now caretakers under the old directive, you know, of 1993 had no ability to make a decision to starve a patient, to tell them you can't eat. I'm not giving you water. You will just wither and die. They did not have that because Even though as a patient you're ill and you're dependent on them, there are exceptions to what they can do. This bill literally reversed that provision and it allowed people that were mentally incapacitated, People that are mentally hindered or unable to execute decisions for themselves, maybe they're on a vent and they can't talk. Maybe they had a stroke and maybe they have, you know, aphasia, you know, something that doesn't allow them to communicate efficiently. Now, even against their will, they can be refused food, water, and medical care. Are you getting this? This is news. Why isn't this out? You know, because everyone was up in arms in infanticide and that's, that's one thing. But this is incredible. The fact that they removed the obligation of care means that someone who you might have thought 12 years ago, say you appointed a niece that looks after you and you've got some money, some stocks, maybe a house and your niece knows that they're the beneficiary and now your niece doesn't have to feed you, doesn't have to give you medication, doesn't even have to give you water. You could just sit there and die. And the law won't do anything. It will not be considered torture. It will not be considered murder. It will be considered legal. Every single Democrat in the Oregon legislature, you know, um, had concerns and they raised them. But doctors, attorneys and lots of them expressed concern, uh, you know, that it would hinder on vulnerable people, but they still put it through. One person even testified saying that he went to court to legally starve his wife to death who had dementia. He testified that, guys, and he supports it because his court case wasn't successful. So there was a husband that wanted to legally starve his wife because she had dementia, and the court said no, so he lobbied to get this bill pushed. That bill is now on Kate Brown's desk in Oregon, who is one of the biggest proponents for you know Planned Parenthood, Emily's list, infanticide. Remember Oregon has always been progressive but has been become has has been the center of radical leftism and insane ideologies uh throwing morals out the window uh since uh, the late sixties. I think they were one of the first states, if, if I remember correctly, to legalize abortion. So right before we go into this break, I just want you guys to think. Whatever happened to those unwritten moral laws of being a human being, of valuing life and just being good because we are innately good, what is going on in this world? Our moral compass is spinning with no north or south. We're completely lost as a nation right now with things like this going on. I'll see you all shortly.
1: Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our Legal Defense Fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org. Thank you and God bless America.
2: How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it? the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it. But we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978. 855-700-2978. 855-700-2978. That's 855-700-2978.
1: Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of the first half of the Tory Says Show. And um, I'm, I'm your host, Tori. You can always follow me on Gab and Twitter at uh, Tori underscore says. And always find me here on Red State Talk Radio Monday through Friday, 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern Time. So what I was discussing was this change, this global epidemic of uh, a slow growth rate in population and reproduction. And I was trying to showcase to you guys just how many fronts promoting death of human beings from their first days all the way to their end days is being pushed and shoveled down our throats in a way of mercy, in a way of health care, and reproductive rights. So yesterday, I uh, wrote an article on ToriSays.com that I titled Beto's Constituent Arrested for Capital Murder May Believe That Infanticide Was Her Legal Right. And this story, uh, you know, it happened in February, and I've been trying to get a hold of someone to give me a statement Um, I finally did get through uh, to one of the campaign offices that Beto has. I'll tell you straight out, none of them spoke English. Um, A very broken English, too. Uh, It was really hard. I mean... I don't speak Spanish. I can read it and write it, but I'm fluent in Italian instead. Uh, you know, you would say it's pretty similar, yes, but I was hoping that I can get an American <laughs> that was not an illegal because apparently, um, you know, he even has illegal migrants uh, volunteering for him. So anyway, where I was going with this is that Erica Gomez is 17 years old. Uh, she attended a high school uh, there um, in El Paso. So what I did was I uh, tried to reach out to students in that high school to kind of find out what the real story is. I mean, you can't be in high school and be pregnant, right? And, you know, nobody knows. So obviously, because they're minors and anonymity, that's fine. Uh, They had a candid conversation with me. And what was odd was, is that some of them knew she was pregnant. Some of them were like, oh, her boyfriend. Some said the boyfriend was way older than her. Some of them said she didn't want the boyfriend. Some of them, you know, there were multiple stories. Nobody cares how she got pregnant. Bottom line is, she's pregnant. We all know how that happens. But the thing is, when that child in her home, in her bathroom, delivered a baby... A live breathing baby, right? Live breathing baby, a human being. That morning, she stabbed that baby five times in the back, once in its side and three times in the neck. Then she wrapped it up in a bathrobe, walked across to her neighbors and put the baby in a tool shed they had there and then proceeded to go back to her house and just sleep. It was at that point that while she was sleeping, her mother walked in and saw that she was bleeding. She was hemorrhaging, so she took her to the hospital. At the hospital, the doctors determined that she must be having a miscarriage. Obviously, when you have a child that comes out breathing and is fully formed... It doesn't look like a regular miscarriage, right? Your uterus is enlarged. Your lining is different. Umbilical cords exist. So the doctors knew. Uh, Obviously, it's second take, second look, going in. Maybe she had a DC. This is all HIPAA, you know, confidential. We can only assume. But she didn't tell her mother, her father, nor the doctors that she delivered a baby. In the court documents, it cites that she was worried about consequences or afraid of what they might say. Nowhere did she say that she stabbed the baby. She stabbed the baby. The baby died, according to the forensic examination, for homicidal violence. Right? It didn't die because she wrapped it up and stuffed it in a shed. It died because she stabbed it with a blunt object. A little baby she stabbed with a blunt up nine times. A human that she gave birth to. And her friends say that she has that right because it's her body and her choice. Here's where we circle back to the moral compass thing. Like who is teaching our children these things? Think about it, guys. Who is teaching our children that when a living human being comes out of you, That you have the right to terminate their life if you don't want them. And uh, when I tweeted the article out, I saw a tweet come through my feed that said, you know, in the state of Texas, we have drop-off points where you can leave babies, no questions asked. We don't even need to know who you are. You just leave. Why couldn't she do that? Why couldn't she, instead of walk over to her neighbors, walk over to police office, you know, or... uh, what is it, the fire department or one of these places and just drop the baby off? Why did she feel compelled to commit murder? And I'll tell you that it, the, the time that she gave birth in her bathroom was the time where the discussion was ensuing at the beginning of February throughout all of the mainstream media channels purporting that infanticide is a health Right? CNN, MSNBC, all of them were saying how late-term abortion and even up to the point that a woman is giving birth, she has the choice to terminate life. That was just about the time that the bill to make infanticide illegal failed. This is what's wrong We have politicians and mainstream media and uh, whatever other clowns you want to call influencers that are supposedly entertainers that are nothing but nobodies that pretend to be somebody for a living, right? So we have these clowns telling our children that it's okay, that death of that infant, I would credit to the Democratic Party. I would credit to the mainstream media 100%. I would say it's your fault because, nonetheless, this, this girl is 17. She's still a child. I'm of the fact that you're still a child till the age of 25. I mean, I didn't even become a real adult until I was about 30. I am horrified of what is happening and how it's happening right under our noses and we're not pointing it out from the fact that our you know, birth rates have dropped substantially three times down, three-fold down from uh, the past hundred years. I mean, ever since we started abortions, actually. So, <laughs> But dramatically in the past ten, it's fallen under one percent. And it, you know, it's, it's, it's scary to think, and not only have they conditioned our youth to not want to have children and possibly through all these other theories that are out there that are not rubbish. I mean, even, even your, your, um, sunscreen has dioxide, which alters your hormones we put sunscreen and it alters our hormones. This is why we have soy boys and and beta males that feel less of men. Of course they do. Look at them. They look like girls. Their thighs, you know, are you know, the circumference of, you know, a, a real man's wrist. So not only have they conditioned us culturally to not want to reproduce and they've imposed genetically modified uh, foods and altered our access to medications and infiltrated our cosmetics etc. fluoride in the water the spraying of chemicals pesticides you name it to alter us genetically and to harm us biologically they now are also teaching us to not Saying think that life is important from birth to death. They are making our children learn that life is not important. They are conditioning people to be desensitized to death and suffering. This is disgusting. This is the news. This was the undertone of this whole week. Guys, Oregon passed a bill allowing people to starve sick people. Someone can be 40 and have dementia and the law says that their caretaker, be that their husband, a nurse, court-appointed, whatever it may be, can refrain from giving them water. Like I said, they had a guy testify... That the court said, no, you can't starve your wife in support of the bill. What is going on? Seriously, you guys, what is going on? We have pedophiles dressed up as women reading books to our kids, you know, and uh, having children throw dollar bills at them while they dance. We have little children like Damon is not amazing uh, going to nightclubs and dancing promiscuously at the age of 10 in front of horny pedophiles, I mean, this is disgusting. This is what we're up against. And here's why this is the undertone. Morality. If you all remember, Mike Cernovich, he's a lawyer, he's a director, right? We don't all agree with what he says, and this is why I love him, because he's so different. And I love the way he just triggers people by saying how handsome he is all the time, okay? Totally love it. I should start doing that, too, um, for, for my trolls. But... What he did was he tried to get documentation on Jeffrey Epstein. Now, I can tell you I'm very close to find out who Jane Doe Jane Doe is and who John Doe is. Um, I'm actually waiting for a conference call that I will be having in three hours. Um, and I mentioned it before. Crown Predator Investments. Do your work. Take a look. For those of you that like to do that stuff, just take a look. The title says it all. I'm just saying The title says it all, but what I want you guys to understand is we have a huge problem as not only a nation globally, it's, it's a global thing. So this morning I was making coffee and I get a Facebook call, right? From one of my oldest friends, like we have literally committed a crime and I can say it. There's a statutory thing, right? We were kids and we broke into the Parthenon, you know, in Greece in the summer and we had a six pack of beer and we laid on ancient ruins and got drunk and so this person is like my person right we could not talk for months and it's like Elise has been there all day and I hope everybody in the world has someone like that I I do so she called me and we were just talking and she lives in France she's in Paris right on the outskirts of Paris and I was asking her Hey, so you know, she called. She was like, Hey, we haven't talked in like forever. I'm like, Oh my God, this is so awesome. And I'm not turning on the camera, I'm making coffee. Don't have that capability right now. So, anyway, I literally was talking with her and asking her what's going on in Paris. Tell me about these yellow jackets. Like, what's going on? And she's like, Dude, martial law, man. And the thing is, the media is saying it's all about the taxes, and it's not. And I said, I know I've been watching like the regional channels, not the mainstream media of France, but the regional ones, because you could find that on Facebook. People stream that stuff. And if you hear what they're complaining about, so now they have new strikes because not only did they lower the age of sexual consent to the age of 11, I kid you not, I kid you not, they lowered the age of consent, sexual consent to the age of 11 now the government does not want teachers anymore. Like they don't want teachers unions, no more teachers. They're only contractors. And then they want to fill up classrooms with like 35 kids to a teacher. And it's like, we're already overwhelmed with all these migrants that are coming in. Some of them don't even speak French. And, but here's the thing. They are mandating that children be handed over to a public school system by the age of three. What? And if you don't comply You go to jail. And if you don't have them in a public school system and you do in a private system, and the private system is extortionate. You're talking 30,000 euros. That's almost close to $50,000 a year. You are obliged to have your child in an educational system from the age of three. This is a new law that they're trying to pass. So whatever you hear on the news about these yellow jackets, that, oh, the yellow vans are just protesting gas prices, it's not. It's bigger than that. Their laws are being tipped on their head. And, you know, conversing with her and her husband, I mean, it is a mess. They're literally on fire. They are concerned. They're like, hey, we'll come out to America. I was like, hey, all of you have an education and you are the type of migrants that the United States would love to have. You're degree educated. Um, you can contribute to the community of the United States and you can assimilate. This is what the United States is it is a nation built by immigrants that are productive. Right, that bring in something, and no joke, martial law again. It makes you wonder. Globally, this is happening. How lucky we are that we have President Trump. You guys have no idea from my family and my friends that live all over the world how jealous they are that we have a president that is putting his foot down. Now, albeit you know he doesn't do it as fast as some may like. And I understand that he's not as um, eloquent as others may like it to be. He's getting the job done. He's getting the job done, you know, completely. People... Throughout the world are queuing up and getting ready. Do you know how many people, how much you want to make a bet that if we pull statistics for visa applications from New Zealand, starting from the day of the shooting until the end of the month, just give it 10 days, right? It's going to be in the millions. We are the envy of the world and we need to stick together and we need to acknowledge what the core problems are here because, you know, there's always like the problem that you see and then it's the undertone. The undertone here is something very nefarious, very nefarious. It's as if the Democratic Party is pushing everything evil. Kill babies. Kill babies. Open up our borders. We don't need security. Disarm you so that all these people can come in because they love you right? Embrace a religion of peace that has caused more deaths in modern times than other religions collectively throughout history. Think about it for a second. We have so many issues on so many levels, but this is the part that we all need to unify on. I was I was quite impressed that I saw that big Democrat donors would not be donating to Joe Biden. And I know what the issue is. It's the sniffing of the hair and the touching of the little girls. We all know that they do not want that out yet. Yet they're desensitizing us on the pedophilia because look what Disney did. It fired Roseanne for saying that Valerie Jarrett, an Iranian, and Obama's handler that lives with her, so they live in the house together, looks like the chick from Planet of the Apes. And she totally does. You know, she does. I mean, doesn't, you know, George Bush look like Curious George, the monkey? He does. A hundred percent. Tell me no. So it had nothing to do with race. Nothing. It had to do, you look like that character, period. She was fired. James Gunn, putting out tweets like how he likes to mess around with little boys, having friends that are 12-year-old little girls and sending promiscuous tweets to them, is fired and dropped because if he's not a pedophile, well, he sure sounds like one. And he tweets like one and poses in pictures like one. Why would you pose like that with children? So he gets rehired just as they fire Judge Janine. And not only that, they bring the chief of staff of Joe Biden on too. <laughs> and Donna Brazil. <laughs> like what's next? Louis Farrakhan who went to Iran and asked for a divorce from the United States. Of course they want a divorce from the United States. Because guys, just wait for it. I got my, my update on my FOIA request. I am going to be the only person in this nation, aside from maybe the president if he wants to, that will disclose every single penny that we have given to Iran. Do You think that plane was accurate? Uh-uh, you're wrong because I've done my homework and I'm getting it all federally documented so I can blow the top off of this because this is what we should be doing. It doesn't cost much, guys. We could get online and just request things. Keep requesting. They'll get, they'll get with you. They will send it to you. They have to. And, you know, I use an executive order. See, I was stymied the first time I asked for it because remember that executive order that um, Obama did to cover everything from his history to his passport, to his ID, to his mom, to his education, to how he became senator with no lobby, you know, all of that. Right. Here's the thing. I uh, I had to circumvent that because they were hiding this Iranian money from that. But the president had made one specific request at one point throughout this short term that he's had so far. (laughs) And I used that. And guess what? That was the trick. Because if the president's written an executive order about something, I can piggyback on that and say, since that's been released this way, I need it. And so they have to give it to me. And here's the funny thing. Even if you have the proof. The liberals, they're not liberals. They're just radical left idiots. Even if you show it to them, they, they, they won't even believe it. Because now it's not about fact or fiction. It's about emotions and how it makes them feel. And that's the thing. They have conditioned us in the past decade to be more emotionally invested in things than factually and what is true and what is not true. How does it make you feel? <laughs> Remember that cool phrase that they say therapist did like who started this whole therapist trend? That's where we have a problem. And this executive order, our president signed yesterday. Great job for freedom of speech on campus. I can't wait for it to be printed up because you know, I've mentioned it before my daughter, when she went to college and she went early cause she was smart. She started, um, she was like 16 when she was accepted. Um, You know, she was forced for her first freshman year to take something called university class or whatever. And and she's obliged every semester to complete Title IX training, which is all about pronouns and bisexuality. And so we're paying for this stuff, guys we're paying universities to brainwash our kids on how they should speak like she wanted to go to clubs like chemistry clubs math clubs psychology she stopped going because they were using pronouns and you know she was constantly being reprimanded and she's like no i'm sorry you're a girl your profile on tinder says you're a guy and you want me to say they I'm not doing it. And they don't like that. She doesn't have free speech. Other people do. And this is something that I'm going to be looking at. I'm going to be filing federal complaints if none of them have abided by the executive order. I need to see those classes abolished. I need to see that conservative groups are allowed to exist. And I need to see that MAGA hats are no longer banned from campus. Because I will be filing it for every single university in my state such as we should because this is what they're doing look at france from 3 years old to give your kid to an educational institution why would you do it your kid's barely learning how to speak at that point i mean my youngest didn't speak until she was 4 guys till she was 4 she had problems you know, she had a round of vaccines that I couldn't avoid within the United States because I hadn't gotten them done overseas. And I had her on a strict diet and I threw her into social situations uh, because I literally have the proof in the pudding where I had her analyzed. And for some reason, she just went backwards right after that. She went completely backwards. She was not responding. She was grunting. She was swaying. I kid you not. And, um... Luckily for mom, she had a few friends, you know, stem cell therapies um, that they do and um, diet therapies to help clean out excessive metals. And, you know, I wasn't I wasn't too fruity or too like adamant on vaccines, but it was at the time that I actually was an intern under a program where I worked on um, uh, and I got fired Um for a portion of the CDC in regards to the flu vaccine. So that was like a student ship that I did. And I was fired (laughs) because I was honest on my report and they don't want that. Um, So I was actually quite lucky, quite lucky that I had um, come across a couple of articles, a couple of people throughout my time in, in traveling and just getting to know people. So it really helped me. And, you know, now she's super smart and 13 and budding. It just took her a while um, and it took extra work. But this is the problem is that if we forfeit our rights to raise our kids and how we um, feed them, clothe them, dress them and guide them, then we can't complain of these young people that are murdering babies right after they give birth to them because it's my right. So it's, it's, it's really important that we, we focus on what the real problems are in the U.S., aside from the politics, right? This has nothing—I mean, it does have to do with politics because it's been politicized. But we're being desensitized to human life, to moral unwritten moral laws. Unwritten. Which is very concerning. Very concerning. Now, after this short break, we're going to talk about mar lago We're going to talk about Israel— And a couple other breaking things that are coming in. Um, So stay tuned. And we will be right back uh, right after this super short break. And in the meantime, say a little prayer for our country because we kind of need it.
4: A long way from the suits in DC, but close enough now to see this mess.
2: We're a stand, the mounds get steeper. And grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper. Just a bury my
0: Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. real news. Welcome back to the Tory says show. I'm your host Tori. Remember I'm always here Monday through Friday, 12 to 2 PM Eastern time. And you can always follow me on Gab and Twitter at Tori underscore says. And for the latest real deep dives of real news, uh, you can always find great pieces on Tori com. I also have Haley Kennington uh, that writes. Um, and that's what I wanted to start off with. So uh, this first hour, I uh, had tried to convey to you what the health of our nation is. And that health, that picture is one of immoral, of lack of morality, lack of humanity that we have. Uh, you know, our definitions have been changing over the past 20 years of what it means to be racist, what it means to be a xenophobe, Islamophobe, Christianophobe, whatever. And what it means to be a human being has literally been changed. And so I demonstrated to you with that insane bill that was just passed in Oregon of how it is now legal to starve mentally incapacitated or unable to make own decision patients, no matter what their age is. And the fact that there was a man that testified where he requested the court to starve his wife so she can die. It's incredible. And a woman, a child, actually, young woman, which is still a child, gave birth to a baby stabbed it, and felt that she had the right to because it's reproductive health. And that is something that we should charge the mainstream media in the Democratic Party for because they are the ones that have perpetuated such a notion. They have applauded such actions and they have made it almost a household, you know, oh, as a matter of fact. Now, Mississippi, on the other hand, their governor took a really strong stand on showing what life really means. And it's pretty amazing to see that happen. They signed the heartbeat bill. Haley published that today. It's on com. Basically, he signed the bill that would ban abortions after a fetal heartbeat was detected. That's incredible. I find that incredible. I am so happy that someone took the step. And I understand that there's many people out there that accidentally get pregnant and don't want it. But, you know, any action we do always has a consequence. And obviously, if you copulate, there's the whole reason of sex is to reproduce. So when you're left with a baby, I don't see how you're like, how did that happen? Because that is the whole point of it, right? So morality. Emotions again. See, when we allow emotions to overtake us, our judgment is clouded. How many of you have been in an argument uh, with your loved one, friend, or just a random person? Well, you would say things that you would normally not say when you're overcome with emotion. And see, when an agenda like the one that we've seen being unfolded over the past few decades against every man, woman, and child on this planet. From this click, this globalist elite clique that many people coin, Soros funded, this funded, that funded, they're all in it together. When a wrench is thrown in to that happening, right? By a man like President Donald J. Trump who was elected and was a godsend. He is throwing wrench in almost every single plan they have. So they're pulling the self-destruct button. And I'll tell you how. So we have noticed a pattern in the past eight years. And this was something, well, no, since since 9-11. This was something that was a backup plan. And this is how you... Gain control is by war and rage and emotions going off the charts. So 9 11 happened. You're either on the side of our own government let it happen, which I kind of subscribe to, or the other part that, oh, it just so happened that they were hijacked and our government would never let it happen. And, you know, In New York airspace, you don't really have to tell people who you are. You just crash into buildings and you'll never be shot down. We know how that works. Not one, but two of them went through. But anyway, with that started this feeling of hate toward one specific religion, Islam. It also gave our country the authority to convince us, or not, to take away any rights to privacy we have. And then we see social media kick in. The collection of information. The monitoring us 24-7. And that is being used against us to be censored. And targeted. And given a score as an obedient citizen or not. On their systems. But it's not only happening here. It's happening overseas. They're all kind of working together. Except for China. So I urge you guys, if you haven't heard of this magazine called Polyquad's Magazine, um, it's recently just started. Every month they put articles with a theme. I'm going to be writing one on Rise of China. And it'll be uh, very similar to what I was discussing on New Year's Day and New Year's Eve on air with you guys. So um, if you subscribe to my uploaded live radio shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or even SoundCloud, you can find it. And I'll tell you what... In the past, just a little over a week, 21 Christian churches has, have been set on fire in just France. Christians are being slaughtered across the world. India has an uptick on chasing out Christians, and we have a full outblown jihad slash Christian, Christian Islam war. And you know, with the Jews, it's always been there, right? But here's the thing, don't buy into it. Because that's exactly what they want. They want us to hate the other religion. They want us to attack each other and use that emotion. Now, it's not as easy for a Christian to come out with a pitchfork and a torch and to start killing people in the name of, hey, you killed someone else, so I'm going to kill you. But it's a lot easier for someone that follows a religion like Islam and even Judaism, right? That um, gives right to take away life when lives are being taken away. This is what they're trying to start, guys. They are trying to put us in this position where we're all fighting one religion or the other. And these slaughters in Nigeria, these churches being set on fire around the world, holding Christians accountable, uh, you know, supposedly the Muslims are for hate or the children in a bus you know, trying to set them on fire. These are all part of this division and to create this emotional instability across all citizens on this planet. Because the minute they have you emotionally charged and pissed, why aren't you talking about the Christians? Because I said that too. It's only until I took a step back yesterday when I was like, wait a minute. This is just too coordinated. We've got it going on in Africa. We've got it going on in New Zealand. It's happening in India and Pakistan and Mongolia, uh, throughout all of Europe, uh, some in the United States, South America, Central America, Mexico. What is going on? It's too well orchestrated in timing to say that it's just happening. And then we have Israel, you know, obviously, who's standing there in the middle of it's literally in the middle of Western Christian nations and Eastern Muslim nations. And they're like squished in the middle, right? And they're left by themselves. And so, you know, they're there and they've always been attacked by both ends because there's extremists in every single religion and in every single country. Yes, we can agree with that. But it's being, it's like someone is gaslighting it. They're gaslighting it to, to get a response from the people the president sees that and i think this is why he's not addressing it i want to play an interview that he had just the other day about his comment on golem heights right and it was very well timed and very important um on how it is put through and i'm gonna play this for you now tell you what I think about it, and then reiterate just how coordinated these attacks are happening. You know, a lot of people are sitting back saying, oh, the religion of peace, because it's not. You know, Islam is is is, is a religion just like Christianity, just like Judaism, B- Buddhists, whatever, Taoism, Hindi, you know, th- it's a religion. And like every religion, it has radicals. It has extremists. Obviously, in... Uh, through the Quran uh, you know even if you're a peaceful one you are pretty much given permission to kill explicitly so one might say well they're more prone to it yeah I would agree that they've they've got it's kind of like saying you know someone that has matches is more prone to setting a fire right so it's like they have matches but there is a huge uptick in this um in this trend that we see. And I think that's exactly what they want. They want us to get emotionally charged and start killing each other because it didn't work with color. It's not working. So now we're using religion, which is more personal. And this way they can silence us and say no religion whatsoever. You only have one and this is the one everyone abides by. So we can all agree that it's safe and it could be just a non-binary God or something. Watch. I mean, that is the plan. Let me play this video of our president uh, being interviewed exclusively. And take a listen to what he says. Time for the U.S. to recognize Israel's yeah. sovereignty uh, and, and the Golan
3: Heights. Why now? Why did you send that out?
4: Uh, I've been thinking about doing it for a long time. It's been a very hard decision for every president. No president has done it. They've all. This is very much like Jerusalem, moving the embassy to Jerusalem. I did that, and I fully understand why everybody, Clinton and Bush and Obama, everybody campaigned on Jerusalem and the embassy going to Jerusalem. I even got the embassy built, by the way, very inexpensively. But they all campaigned on it. They never did it. And I understand why. Because when I got elected, I also campaigned on it. When I got elected, I was inundated with calls from all over the world. The leaders, mostly the leaders, saying, please don't do it, don't do it. I did it. And it's been done, and it's fine. Golan Heights is the same thing. For years, other presidents have campaigned. They said they're doing it. This is sovereignty. This is security. This is about regional security. It's not about Netanyahu's re-election. No, I, don't, I wouldn't even know about that. I wouldn't even know about that. I have no idea. I hear he's doing OK. I don't know if he's doing great right now, but I hear he's doing OK. But I would imagine the other side, whoever's against him, is also in favor of what I just did. Every president has said, do that. I'm the one that gets it done.
0: All right, so Golan Heights, really controversial, um, and it's really important, like you said, for sovereignty for Israel. Now, yeah, it's pretty funny because there are elections going on, and the fact that the president put that out now um, you know, makes it look like he was helping Bibi. Uh, with his elections because he's in trouble. They're going after him kind of like with dossiers and corruption BS left and right. And then we have their the radical uh, portion that wants to get rid of Netanyahu because he is actually a conservative progressive. Uh, they don't like that. He had appointed one of the first Palestinian-born... Uh, members in his party so uh it's 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 strange timing and like the president said though it's beneficial for both sides but it did help bb now in the elections too so it's important that we say that so that was a pretty quick uh you know wink i guess now um As you know, the president tweeted out uh, a few things uh, this morning in regards to ISIS, in regards to Israel, um, in regards to uh, his achievements because no one will do it and what he's been doing. Uh, But I want to play another clip just for you guys to listen, um, which is something he retweeted because it will tell you more about where we're getting with this.
4: The never-Trumpers on the right are having a tough couple of years here. And the people on the left are just going so far socialist, it's almost like they're not in the game. You know, at one point today in the BRT, the president was talking about his policies, uh, you know, taxes, regulations, uh, energy and trade, and so forth and so on. Here's a phrase. He is rebuilding America. He is rebuilding America. And he said, look, he said, I'm taking heat. Because I am taking on the establishment. But he enjoys it. And he intends to continue taking on the establishment. You know, and It's really I, a
1: very funny place for him to say that. Because that's why there's I nothing it. more establishment than I, the business roundtable.
4: That's why I loved it.
0: Okay, so that's true. He is rebuilding America. And you know how he's rebuilding America? Think about it. They've increased our emotional responses. And they have conditioned us to um embrace immoral concepts right and they've also reduced our ability for prosperity and what's really smart is is that in, in exactly what the president said he's fighting the establishment i've said it it's not just the democrats the worst establishment Persons are found in the Republican party and are still there throughout our government. Either that be federal, state, city, they're there and they're the worst ones. They are the worst ones because, you know, how do you weed them out? How do you smoke them out? I mean, we're trying, right? But what he's doing is he is giving us back the ability for prosperity. And with prosperity comes what? Independence. And the more independence an individual has, the more able they are to make objective decisions. This was a genius move. Rather than telling us, hey, stop this PC stuff. Let's bring back, you know, more relaxed conversations and try to train us to be normal again. He's like, all right, stay the way you are because when you have self-fulfillment and when you have a job and you put your own food on the table and you're independent and you can work and you can compete, then, you know, you will change your way of thinking. You will then say, Hey, loser who lives in mom's basement. Um, I'm working. Why don't you get a job? Because, you know, apparently that's hate speech, right? That's hate speech. When you tell someone, why aren't you getting a job? Why aren't you working? Why aren't you doing something? Why aren't you saying something? Right? So he has done what he needs to do. Is rebuild our nation from an economic perspective in order to breathe a fresh, you know, give us a a breath of life in the confidence department as individuals. That we're not dependent on the state. We're not dependent on social security, food stamps, kindness of people, that we are able to be the masters of our pockets. This is why he's stressing, we don't all need degrees. What happened to being a rich plumber or a rich builder or a welder or a guy that fixes telephone poles or a railroad worker? Guys, my husband makes more money than me and I've got 26 years of, you know, formal education under my belt and he works for the railroad. Like why aren't people focused on driving their own destiny and doing what they're good at? You're a great car mechanic, great grease monkey. Do it. This is how you make money. You don't have to sit in a cubicle. This is how they conditioned us. They conditioned our youth to think that we need to sit in a cubicle and that that is the only way you're successful. You no. Know. So he is changing uh, um, us in the way that they have trained us to think with emotions, uh, which, ha- which clouds, obviously, objective uh, perspectives by empowering us to succeed. And he's done that through the economy. So he he's very smart. And people who are empowered and know that they can take control of their own life, that they don't need to go down and wait 20 hours at the Social Security Welfare office. They know they you know, they have a degree that's worthless. Uh, you know the, the debt they have that they can actually work, that they can actually produce, you know, that, that inspires people to be more objective. Because if you're in control of something, you have an objective point of view. If you're not, it's subjective because you bow down to whatever point of view is there because you're dependent on it, right? This is what we're seeing. The people that are voting for policies, such as the one that we see in Oregon or these insane, you know, radical leftists in California, New York, in Texas, wherever. <laughs> They just go along with things because it suits them. It totally suits them. Yeah, it suits me. You got rid of my debt. It suits me too. But, you know, I'm never gonna be like, yeah, just forgive my debt and everybody goes to college. For free and I pay for it. No, that's not going to work. I've been trying to pay my loans. I've defaulted once as well. So it's like, I'm okay with that. That is my business. None of anybody else's. I went to all those schools. I incurred that debt so that way I can have a better future. And if you don't want to take that responsibility, uh, that's your problem. I mean, it would totally benefit me if they erased them. You know, I could have bought two houses, uh, you know, from the stuff that I've already repaid. I still have about almost half, well, I guess in some states I could buy a house with whatever left I have, uh, you know, to pay. So it's like, it would benefit me, but because I am empowered and I am in control of my own money and I can work, uh, I'm objective about it. And I'm like, look, it would benefit me, but no. No. Because it's not going to benefit the other dude or my kid or their kid. It's stupid. They're going to be paying for everyone else? No. And then degrees are going to be worthless. Then we're going to have state education, which is going to be BS, uh, compared to private institutions. And taking it back to private and public institutions of higher education. So I'm going to give you a little bit of tidbit after the break in regards to that. Because college gates is directly linked to the Obama administration. So directly linked, it'll make your head spin. The fraud from, you know, Aunt Becky. Look at Aunt Becky's daughter. You know, when she found out her mom was charged, she was on a um, formal yacht of USC, right, with the board partying. And that's where she found out her mom uh, was charged. And she lost a couple of sponsorship, but she didn't lose all of them. Kiki, kiki, That is the hint. So that'll be coming out today. That's going to be pretty explosive. Um, because you'll realize that the plan, how how awesome the president is. So he's... Trying to retrain us to be human beings and feel like individuals by boosting our economy. At the same time, he's not giving too much credit to the BS attacks happening worldwide that he can see are just being done to be done to fuel anger. Because I see it even for my friends that voted for President Trump that were right in maybe super right, maybe like on the verge of racist, right, Um, are taking and running with it. Oh my gosh, damn Muslims. And I'm like, you know, not all of them are bad. We're talking about a handful. And we're talking about the ones that don't wish to assimilate. You know, we shouldn't be using broad brushes, right, ever. So the question is, why are they? having such an uptick in attacks orchestrated maybe people like I said some of my friends are which are right almost racist right (laughs) getting emotionally charged yes that's possible too but you know would that mean that these Christian attacks are also coordinated. These Jew attacks are also coordinated because we're not hearing a lot about Jews being executed, but we are on Christians, Christian churches, Christian people globally. And, you know, there were so many attacks just this week in um, Europe. I got a DM from someone that, um, uh, let me read it to you guys. It was breaking news uh, that... German police have arrested 11 people on suspicion of planning an Islamic terror attack using cars and guns. Police say the attack was well past the planning stage and the group organized to rent a large vehicle and contacted weapons dealers. So um, it seems like this idea of Christians and Muslims fighting is really ramping up. And with The BS that we saw in New Zealand where people were wearing hijabs and going to call for prayer and solidarity was ridiculous. Like, I was watching and I was like, who are these people? Do they have, like, no brains? Like, where are they coming from? These are idiots. They they can't be real. I mean, I just can't fathom looking at those old lady faces wearing hijabs. Oh, and it's like, okay, so, like, we're not buying it so much. Why are you buying it so much? Why are the cops wearing hijabs? why is call to prayer being normal you know when you give someone an inch they take a mile ever heard of that this is what i'm thinking is happening and that's only to promote more retaliation more of these christian churches being burned down and christians being killed more of this you know cultural attack between each other to fuel emotions so think about that this weekend of just how they're using us as pawns and they're exploiting our weaknesses and our kindness. Because one thing I've noticed from my world travels is that in the United States, honestly, are the kindest people I've ever met. And and maybe I'm biased cuz I'm an American, but we're actually really really nice. I'll see you all in a few.
1: Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn, Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our Legal Defense Fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org. Thank you, and God bless America.
2: How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help.
1: one eight hundred seven zero seven one two one nine.
3: Hey this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for my pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool and does not go flat
0: Welcome back to the last half hour of the Tory Sess Show. I'm your host, Tori. So we have a lot of breaking news, but I just want to remind you guys that today is going to be pretty explosive. We had some real good information come out um, from the U.S. Treasury and the president slamming some of it. So this just happened over the break as well. So the U.S. Treasury announced a bunch of sanctions and a bunch of specified groups. I will be writing an article in regards to one group for biological warfare that I know very, very well. And the president tweeted out, It was announced today by U.S. Treasury that additional large-scale sanctions would be added to those already existing sanctions on North Korea. I have today ordered the withdrawal of those additional sanctions. So they went and announced that they're doing these sanctions. The Wall Street Journal already had an article out ready and prepped for this announcement, right? And so the president just said, nope, we're not doing more sanctions on North Korea because apparently they've been importing gas oil and gas um, that they're not supposed to and they need that Uh, so that was pretty interesting to see happen now I wanted to bring your attention to some other type of sanctions that were placed on Iranian groups now Iran is very important Iran has been the center of a lot of controversy throughout our nation, starting from when people started to question the government correctly, when it all started when Reagan was around, right? We're talking intra-contra, we're talking Mina. we're talking Bill Barr's involvement, we're talking Peter Strzok's dad taking down the Iranian regime and installing the one that we have today. We have a penetration of some radical ideologies being nicely put in by radicals, right? Not all, just radicals. And yesterday, Louis Farrakhan's, you know, um, discussion on how uh, they need to divorce America. And one would say, what do you mean divorce? We're not one in the same, but Tori will explain that at some point. So there is some research being done by a specific group. And their job is to find how to use biological warfare and conveyance of poisons, specifically DNA sequencing. Now, if you guys actually go to the U.S. Department of Treasury for their announcement um, about SPND groups uh, that they're sanctioning, putting further sanction on, um, you know, and this is coming from the Office of Foreign Assets Control. Remember, you um, I told you guys that I had a FOIA that is um, very similar to what is being held today, which is interesting. But um, Iran's Organization of Defensive Innovative Research, which is the SPND. So I, I want you guys to understand what a big deal this is. Iran... You remember how I've been saying, for those of you that are new, I'll just repeat, Turkey geographically, and even Iran, but not as well as Turkey, is a great location geographically to access Europe, Micrasia, Asia, and Africa. Yes, geographically, they're kind of in the middle and you can go everywhere. Iran is flanking Turkey, Right. So it's pretty positioned well, too. So I don't know how to put this without uh, these. Uh, let me just put it this way. I'm surprised that this announcement went out for the SPND, but care wasn't referenced. Care. You know, care an organization that we have within the United States that promotes Muslim brotherhood care. The one that supports Ilhan Omar care Rashida Talib care is the one that called for weapons to be removed from New Zealand care was the one that blamed the New Zealand shooting on the president care that blames the president of the United States for every single action care that care. Why weren't they identified in this report? Interesting. I guess all of us and those news persons that listen to my show can get cracking. You can have that story because care is linked to them. Care. A U.S. funded organization, U.S. funded organization that promotes terrorism because fear is the key proponent to promote terrorism subjective thoughts and subjects. You will not bite the hand that you know you are dependent on. You will not raise your voice or your head on that who you are dependent on for your life. This is their tactic, fear. We've talked about this before. So one must think honestly, If they're using fear constantly, how do we escape this fear loophole that we're at? How do we escape this loophole of this conditioning? And like I said in the past half hour, the president has empowered us by giving us the opportunity to take control of our prosperity. Because, you know... Even if you go to the steel mill and work 18 hours and you make $200 that day, you come home and you bring home the bacon, man, that feels good, doesn't it? Food tastes a lot better when you've paid for it. How many times have you gotten something for free? You don't even enjoy it as much, right? You you say, oh, it's free, so I like it more. Yeah, but it goes away a lot quicker. When you work hard for something or when you save for something and then you buy it, you have that satisfaction of saying, I worked and I got that. I worked and I paid for that cheeseburger. I worked and bought that grill. It feels really good, doesn't it? Because it's self-accomplishment. So our president has given us that ability to have the self, like he's creating and rebuilding our nation to feel that. So that way we are not that subjective to fear. So maybe this is why he's not addressing it directly. So we come to this explosive Friday where Iran is at the center focus, and I'm still waiting for more to drop because there will. Because we have some insane meetings happening in mar lago oh, I really wish I was there. I really wish I was there. I can only imagine the conversation from the delegation of Haiti. The questions that will be asked, the stories that will be told, and the evidence that will be provided. We all know where we're going with this one, right? Because we all know how they've been abused. And let me tell you something. If you look for the article that I wrote on Big League Politics about Peter Strzok and his connections to Iran, not just his father. And if you do a little bit of homework on Peter Strzok's dad, you will see that he also participates in charitable organizations that work with Haiti. You will also see islands in the Bahamas, and the Caribbean, many of them that have been under scope and scrutiny lately, especially Epstein. Many representatives will be at Mar-a-Lago talking about that today. And you know, it's really taboo. How do you get a society that does not sanction life, that is embracing pedophilia, Or calling it a story, you know, Pizzagate's a story. How is Pizzagate a story? It seems like every pervert, every corrupt individual we know has a connection to a pizza store. We could go from James Alephantis and his creepy photos. I mean, why would you have strapped down children for your pizza parlor? And use disgusting terms, Goat Hill Pizza by Pelosi. That was actually her email during her campaigning and you know closer to home to me former U.S. Marshal of North Dakota that resigned in the middle of the night on the 31st of December in 2016 no one reported it he just resigned six weeks after his deputy marshal was arrested for child pornography and other crimes against children and guess where that pervert is He's at the capital of North Dakota. Guess what he opened up? A damn pizza store. Why is it pizza? It attracts kids, attracts people of lower income. Because, you know, if you've got a lot of money to burn, you don't usually go to a pizza parlor, do you? Except for some pizza. Like, uh, I, I, the only pizza that I like is some pizza called Marco's Pizza and Chicago Pizzas. You know, the ones that, like, have the sauce on top. I'm just saying. I'm not, like, totally against pizzas. But I'm trying to, you know, illustrate a trend here, guys. They're so adamant of debunking words, you know, when they're the ones that are the dirtiest of all. Varsity blues. Really? This is going to be Obama blues because he owns it. The college systems. Guys, you know how they use Planned Parenthood to fund their campaigns, right? They would use our federal tax money and funnel it back to themselves to fund campaigns. Well, what if I told you? That there is a big company, huge, massive, billion-dollar contracts with our government, with the Pentagon, that has a news outlet, total fake news, that's part of this Varsity Blues. What would you say on that? Yeah, because that's what's happening. It all came down. This house of cards, I saw it come down. And you know, a lot of people are like, well, what does your desktop look like? Ask my husband. He'll tell you what else. I have a hundred little screens um, in my screen that have a bunch of things. I monitor different discord chats. I monitor different Chan chats. I monitor news agency things. It looks like, you know, one of those creepy movies with like tons of televisions, but it's all in one screen. And so in May, as I was sitting there and I was digging up my FBI documents, because I decided I'm going to rear my head from the shadows because I have to, I have to want to. And I was blessed to 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 know uh, the uh, the genius, and I love him, Patrick Howley from Big League Politics. He's the editor in chief. I love that man completely. Like if I wasn't married, and I'm way older than him, aren't I? Like ten years, totally. Like he is amazing. Uh, his brain is just awesome, guys. You know, um, you know, I started writing for him, and it was at that month when I was like pulling out all my FBI docs that I had sourced that I saw the house of cards tumble, you know, that top card. And I'm like, Oh, I made that face. And I was like, I need to follow this. So I filed, I think that month I filed like maybe not that month, that day when I saw it, like 12 different FOIA requests. All 12 of them came back within 30 days telling me, yeah, you gotta be more specific. I don't know about this. This is presidential, you know. So I redefined it and sent another six They all came back, well, you know, this is presidential. And then I came across our president tackling that issue in 2017. And I was like, maybe I can piggyback. And I did. And, you know, I've been talking about DARPA and Twitter for a while. So I'm very familiar with how to maneuver to find information. And when you realize that Varsity Blues, when they were making that announcement, I urge you guys to just go see the press release. Just look at the smirks on their face because they got a question from someone that is part of the initial investigation. Not that person exactly, but their company. They got a question from one of the reporters that is part of one of the companies of the original investigation. (laughs) <laughs> so it's pretty interesting. Very interesting. So I was, I was really hoping that that was going to come out today. Um, I was thinking of giving it to Bigger News Channel, but remember what we've said, right? Unfortunately, our conservative and left media all together work together, and we're not able to find real news anywhere. It's very difficult. And that is part of the plan, you guys. Do you think that the deep state, the global one, right? Because they're globally linked. Doesn't have control of everything. They have everything. They have everything on you. They've been collecting it because we've been allowing them. They've been using our tax money. So they've, we've literally been paying for the stuff that they've been creating to monitor and enslave us. We've literally offered it. And just so you know, you know, we think of the intelligence community as someone that's like, oh, we're here to protect and we're all sneaky about it, right? Because we need to know and infiltrate other countries to find out. It's like, that is such BS. No. What do you mean you need to, why do you need to spy on Sweden? It's not like the Swedes are going to take Ikea and come down here by storm and take us out. Like, what do you mean you need to spy on them? How, how dumb does it, come on guys, let's break it down. The intelligence community, the CIA was created for one thing only and I'm going to say it and I I hope you guys understand it. It was created to hold other countries hostage, okay? Because if you know their deep dark secrets that you can expose to their people that will cannibalize them, you have control. And this could be all from a fiscal perspective. It can be from a militant perspective. It could be from crazy, disgusting, you know, what you would coin as tinfoil hat, nefarious perspectives. This is why the CIA exists. Protect us from other nations. Think about it. Do you really think, think about it. Seriously, look how huge we are as a nation. We make up 4% of the population on the planet. All right? So why would we be fearful that a country like Norway or the Netherlands would come and attack us to take us over? Would they be able to? Come on, let's be honest. No, they won't. It's all about competition, right? Oh, we have the weapons, we have this. No, the intelligence community, I'm telling you again, was, so the CIA needs to be dismantled, period. It can't even exist. We can have intelligence community elements that do these covert operations, and this is why the language was changed, because there, there is no NSA. It's just a collective of elements, okay, guys? It's just a collective of elements. And some of them have, mm, have marching orders for things that... <sighs> would blow your mind while others are just simply there to garnish insurance. So the CIA is basically the bullies of everyone. Think about it, guys. Do we really need the CIA? Think about it. It's 2019. Do we really need the CIA? Honestly? No, we don't. We want to spy. We have the technology to, to scan a whole house from 500 miles away with x-ray visions and lasers. We could shoot stuff out of space. Do we? It's about insurance. It's about getting dirt on other people. How do you think they, they kneeled the European union, the Lagarde list, the Lagarde list, that bird looking chick that runs the IMF right now. That's what happened. They got a list of Swiss banks and all the dirty accounts and those politicians that didn't bow down to the European union and this unelected cabal that has been put in place were dragged down the streets of their countries and shamed for having prostitutes, for having money, for being pedophiles, for lying, for scamming. This is what the deep state does. And I think, not I think, I'm pretty sure our president knows this very, very well. We do not need the CIA. We do not need covert operations. We are fine just the way we are we have a president that stands over he puts his foot down even to his own people let alone other countries what would make you think that we need someone to sneak in somewhere it's like can you really sneak in though come on can you there's cameras everywhere around the planet And okay, yeah, you can sneak in with like a false ID, maybe put some makeup on, but come on, let's just take a step back and look at it realistically. This is what's happening. He's destroying this. He is destroying the CIA because it's unnecessary. And the only reason he's destroying it is because he can't get it back to health. It's like our nation, like if I was President Trump... And honestly, I've been in that position where I thought about these things years ago and had discussions with other people. Like, what do we do? Like, the country is like tits up right now. What do we do? And I'm like, let's move to Greenland. You know, because nobody hears anything about Greenland in the news, right? Isn't that creepy? You always hear something about a country. But for some reason, Greenland, this massive piece of land is underdeveloped and nobody talks about it super conspiracy right there but i was like maybe we should move there or antarctica where people will leave us alone i mean there's also unclaimed land in antarctica like it's 2019 and there's a whole you know portion of the continent that no one's claimed so i was like you know there's nowhere to hide you can't fix this the u.s you just got to like floor it and fix it but the president was genius he was like, no, 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 I can't fix the health of the law enforcement, the judiciary systems, the the groups that are within. But what I can do is I can use the people that are there and inspire them to want to reconstruct the country, to want to take it back, to have that pride of being an American. Because if they're proud of being an American and they're proud of what they can accomplish in our nation – and then that doesn't give power to the other organizations, either that be secret or, you know, not, <laughs> you know, they, they can't. A demon only has as much power as you give him, right? That's the number one rule. No one has power over you unless you give it to them. And if you are an empowered individual that feels self-accomplished, why would you forfeit some of that to someone else? You wouldn't, right? So that was a pretty genius move. Because for me, it would have been like, can we just get a military coup, you know, just run through everything, gut it, and hope that in the end, there's not a lot of carnage. I was totally for that five years ago, totally. But when a plan is derived, you know, there's many options. And President Trump was God sent, really, he was the perfect guy to step in have the uh, capital to be able to fight it, have the uh, strength to be able to um, withstand it and, and, and make America great again, make America the way it was intended to be. That is exactly what he did. And today, hopefully, um, and it's usually after 2 p.m. Eastern time, we'll have some more announcements coming in. And maybe over the weekend, some crazy developments after the Haitians, the Caribbean, the Bahamas, Dominican Republic and all that, sit down and speak in private with our president. We finally have a leader that people admire, whether they like him or not. He's one of those people that you love to hate or hate to love. And I like that because there's no gray. He's solid on what he says. And, you know, he likes to feel accomplished. I mean, we noticed that he loves to, 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 to clap for himself. I mean, don't we all though, we all like to clap for ourselves, right? It's a good feeling when you accomplish something and he's a guy that likes to accomplish things and there's no way that he'll let them win. The border is happening. It's just taking a little bit longer because we need to flush them out. We need to flush them out. So what do we expect? Well, Epstein case is heating up. That case was actually stymied by some random last-minute ditch effort by a John Doe and a Jane Doe to disallow transcripts and evidence to be released. That's interesting. And like I said, Crown Predator Holdings investments, holdings, and you'll be surprised where they reach and how they reach. Such a coincidence, right? Epstein's back in the news. Thank you, Mike Cernovich, for starting that. And you know, the Miami, um, was it the Miami Herald that jumped on it with him? Thank you. See, it's people like that that are bold enough to take that leap and get it done. That helps. So every little bit helps. Every single thing you do, doesn't it make you feel accomplished? Like say you found a piece of information and you put it out there. Doesn't that make you feel great? Like sometimes, I could tell you guys most of the time throughout 2010, 2011, um, and 2009, <laughs> um, when I was giving information uh, to news sources uh, with the upcoming elections for 2012, um, working with Andy Breitbart, I could tell you I felt so accomplished I didn't need anyone to applaud me I it just felt so good that I did whatever I could to help my nation obviously Romney was a tool and so there was like uh, what do we do here but it felt good It felt really good. It feels really good when I file FBI complaints or where I send off tips. All of you should feel really good because that is what it is to be an American, to take control of our nation because we have a president that has given us that empowerment, not only through our own prosperity, but to take back our nation and take control of it and be the boss because we're the boss, right? So keep in mind, today, huge meetings in Mar-a-Lago I'm expecting some huge announcements. The U.S. Treasury one is okay. And the fact that the president fired back, super awesome. Because we don't need people f- meddling with our foreign policies. But um, stay tuned because something super huge is about to pop. And I think all of us can feel it in the air. On that note, I wish everyone a wonderful weekend. Stay healthy, safe, enjoy good weather if you have it. I mean, it's 40 degrees here, so I am. I'll probably grill in the snow again. Much love from all of us, and God bless from all of us here at Red State. Have a wonderful weekend.